Backup recording. There we got the backup recording. I just hit it, Shane. I am so far ahead of you. You have no idea. That makes a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a change. Okay. Uh, temperature <clears throat> in the room is okay. Soon to be climbing because the air conditioner is off. And I'm about to start sweating. I got two dogs tired from a walk, so we should be okay. Man, you got COVID and you took him for a walk? Oh, yeah. With a mask and it's hot as shit out. Dear God. It's been warm here as well. Actually, it's been fucking stiflingly hot here. I think it's yeah, going to get old... like 90 today out here, but today's my day off. So Let's see. Well, right now it's 85 here, according to my phone. Well, Ew. Because we're all decimal in the UK, it's 22 degrees Celsius. That seems pretty cold. No, 22 is room temperature, I think. Actually, 22 is not bad. Um, yesterday, no, yesterday it was 24. The day before that, it was 29. Um, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday and Monday, it was 31. Or I think last Thursday it was 34. So, like, that's the funny part of, like, Celsius and Fahrenheit, where if you say, oh, it's 22 and 29, like, the difference between 82 and 89, while there's some, it's not like, they're both hot as shit <laughs> for mm -hmm. us. I've currently got my living room windows open, my front door is wide open, and I have no breeze. You got the English AC running, huh? Yes. Well, I did actually buy myself a fan. This is quite a funny story, actually. Oh, boy. On my birth... Well, a couple of days before my birthday last month, I ordered a fan. Now, a friend of mine works for a local supermarket where I ordered the fan from. And they said, yeah, we'll pick it up for you. You know, I gave them the money for it. All was good. They turn up with it two days after the heat wave. On my birthday, it was 38 degrees. The day after, it was 39 degrees. The day after that, it was 34. That's the hottest I've known it to be for fucking years. Jeez. And I was like, you couldn't have brought it around two days ago. Sorry, we weren't working. So let me get this straight. You didn't have a fan up until that point? I had a fan. This is another amusing story. I had a fan. A buddy was around mine one night, and he says, can we turn the fan on? And I was like, yeah, fine, no problem. About five minutes into turning the fan on, he went, I can smell electrical burning. When we mm. turn around and look, my fan was, in fact, smoking. <laughs> Blowing smoke in your house. <laughs> yes. Um, so the fan was then vacated out of the property and left with the stench of burning wires in my flat for a good 24 hours before it went. Jesus. So me and my history with fans is not good. I need fans just to stay alive. The ceiling fan in my room runs basically 24 hours a day for the entire year. See, I've got a fan on, but it's quite noisy, so I haven't turned it on today. Oh, look at Shane caring Ooh. about podcast audio quality. <laughs> yeah, <all> right, whatever. <laughs> 
I feel spoiled because Vanilla's got central air, and I'm just laying on the couch. Oh, God, central air. That's it's pretty amazing. Someday, Mike, someday. <laughs> I know. You know what I love at my house growing up? You know, we never had central air, and I, I never had an air conditioner in my room. And so my room would be hot as fucking hell. We Like, me and my brothers would always go to, like, sleep in the basement. One, because it's in the basement. And two, because there was, like, there was an air conditioner down there. So we're like, oh, we're, the whole summer we slept in the basement. And uh, so finally, like, I move out of my house. I'm, like, 20 years old. My parents redo their house and put in fucking central air. And I'm like, you bastards. You <laughs> sons of bitches. They were just waiting for you to leave. Oh, yeah. They also tore my room down, knocked the wall in between the rooms, and made their room one gigantic room, and eliminated my childhood bedroom. It's just <laughs> gone. He just never existed. That's fucking, that's hard. That's harsh, right? Oh, yeah. I'll never forget, my mom came in, and she was like, Ryan, you need to come home and get all of your clothes out of your closet. And I go, I don't have a single thing in that closet. <laughs> And she goes, what are you talking about? It's full. And I'm like, go look. She looks in the closet. It's all her clothes. It's ah! all her dresses. So She's like, oh, I never realized I had all my stuff in here. <laughs> Ryan was a transvestite from a young, young age. I see. Listen, I had quite a wardrobe available to me. I'm just going to say that. I bet you did. Oh, good Lord. All right, let's start this. Um... So I can get this booger out of my nose while the intro is playing. So oh. that's my plan. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood. UHM Horror Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. And we are back. All You Need Is Blood, episode number 124. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Fellas, how are we today? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, if anyone is listening and wonders why my voice sounds maybe a little extra awesome today, it's because I do have COVID. And, He's got uh, That's I t- <laughs> absolutely tested positive. Ooh, I'm going to fully, fully blame Elisa for this. It's absolutely her fault because she tested positive first. So, Oh, so yeah. That's that's all the, it, wasn't, it wasn't the trip we took to New York City and went to a concert and didn't wear masks. It was definitely her fault. Okay, so you went to a concert, didn't wear any masks, and caught COVID. Go with you. <laughs> what yeah, concert so was it? Yeah, uh, I went to see Rage Against the Machine at Madison Square Garden. Were they shite? Absolutely not. It was... Shane, why am I hearing my voice? I don't know. Mike, is that you or Shane? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's Shane. Yeah, it's Shane, because I can hear myself over on his. Huh? We're getting echoes, Shane. Here we fucking go again. 
as always. And you turn the fan off and everything. I haven't done anything different. We go through this every fucking time. I don't do anything. And you think you get it right one time. I don't touch anything. See? It's fine now. Let me see. Okay. No, I don't hear anything yet. Hello? Little, Little blips. Yeah, I hear a little bit. Oh, fuck this. I give up. All right. Well, no, I can't do this, Shane. I am still hearing myself. I haven't touched anything. (laughs) Well, something needs to be touched then. Well, I can touch myself. Testing. Testies, testies, one, two, three. It's like on and off. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I think we're all right for now. Okay. So anyway, uh, Rage was fucking amazing. And unlike, it was probably the best show that I have seen in 20 years, maybe more. It was just absolutely incredible. The whole place was just fucking thumping. All of Madison Square Garden, completely packed. Everybody's got COVID. It was... <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. Everyone and my, my friend, <laughs> I was going to say my friends that went with us, uh, my two friends that came with us, they also got COVID. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you can blame Rage Against the Machine for that. That would probably explain why Rage Against the Machine have just cancelled the remaining dates of their European and UK tour. Well, they um, did that because the lead singer uh, tore his Achilles tendon. Was that all? And he, for all the shows in Madison Square Garden, he had to be carried out and, and placed onto uh, speaker boxes so he could sit there with his legs up and perform. And he was still fucking amazing. I can't believe the energy this guy put out. Do you know what? It's kind of... It's, uh... Hearing that is going to anger a lot of fans because there was no news about him tearing his Achilles tendon. All we heard was that he was under strict orders to cancel the rest of the tour to rest. That was it. No explanation as to why he had to rest. That was just the statement that was put out in the UK. So they cancelled their appearance at Reading and Leeds festivals to be replaced by a band called the 1975, um, which has caused uproar amongst the fans because now everybody wants a fucking refund on their tickets because the 1975 are fucking shit. I've never heard of them, Shane. They're they're good. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you who they're not. They're not Rage Against the Machine. I mean, I don't know why they had to cancel... The lead singer of Possessed got shot in the back in like the fucking nineties, and he's been in a wheelchair this entire time. And, and he's he still fucking rocking it. <laughs> yeah, he performs. He, he performs. I this mean, I don't know. Paralyzed. I'm just <laughs> telling you, he, so he, he did his shit. Doesn't stop anyone from fucking singing. Yeah, Zach. Uh, he did the shows. He's fucking. Performed amazing. I don't know why he cancelled in the UK, but I also don't care because I already got mine. <laughs> yeah, That's you okay. saw it already. That's, okay. That's right. If it's any consolation, my all-time favorite goth band, Bauhaus, are playing in London tonight. And if That's it's right any down the consolation, I couldn't even get a fucking ticket. 
So you could just walk there, Shane? No, Mike. Don't you start this shit again, young man. I could have had myself a ticket oh, to shit. see the house. I, like I feel like my dad's yelling at me. Young man. I could have yep. fucking bought... If I'd have had the money, I would have bought myself a ticket. And if you'd have said... We're doing the podcast on Friday. We're like, fuck you all. I'm going to see Bauhaus. But no, couldn't get a fucking uh, ticket, so not going. So I'm a bit. You guys, you guys going to get a legit wheeze out of me. I'm like holding back a wheeze. <laughs> I'm pissed off. Oh, I'm over here crying. Well, you still could have went to see him and then made it back in like five, ten minutes for the podcast. Oh, fuck off. Fucking, I don't live in fucking London. Was there an actual what? werewolf out there? Was there what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just say that again. No, I said, was there an actual werewolf out there? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Oh, no, there's a huge mosquito in my room. I see it. I got to take care of this. Hang on one second. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Oh, my God. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah, we heard. It is splattered to the side of my air conditioner. Good effort. Got him. He was right, well, you know turn it on. No. I know. He's dying, too. I'm taking my socks off. My feet are sweating. Gross. This has been a very interesting episode so far. <laughs> All right. the most random shit. <laughs> See, at least today, I haven't had to leg it to go and desecrate the toilet. Not yet. There's Not yet. always time, Shane. We never know what's going to happen. There is always time. I have got some gas brewing. Oh, good lord. So, speaking of nonsense on the podcast, on this podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Piss! We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. I'm also going to randomly add just one more word. Flaps. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> what? That's That's the worst word. Flap? Flaps. Flap? Like F-L-A-P? Yeah, flaps. I just felt like saying the word flaps. Are you putting a D in there? No, I'm putting an S at the end of it, you fucking tit. I thought you said flapsed. Flaps. Like, like flapsed blue ribbon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the misheard word of the day goes to... I'm on my phone. Give me a break. Oh, my God. I feel like I have to yell because you guys can't hear me. I mean, I can hear you okay. I can hear you just fine. Okay, good. It just has that cell phone quality. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's either that or Mike's just giving us that selective hearing he's always so good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So, other than my COVID, fellas, uh, what have you guys been up to lately? You got to pick somebody, Shane. Ryan. Yeah, yeah Shane, I'm picking Shane. you first. Right, me. Um, 
I've had an interesting couple of weeks since the last podcast. Um, uh. Indeed. Uh, I have been buying movies. I have been listening to interesting music. Um, I have been... Um, Go on. Hang on, hang on. I just feel it's Friday, isn't it? It is Friday. It's not Sunday. As soon as you hit sixty, man, your your memory started going downhill. Yeah, I've still got another fucking twelve years yet. You little shit. So shut up. <laughs> um, another twelve years. You've started the countdown, huh? <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Um, I picked up actually I, this afternoon before we started this. I actually rewatched the Disney classic, The Black Hole. Um, Black Hole. It's Anthony Perkins. Um, oh shit! Who is it? Uh, Maximilian Schnell. Um, and it's basically like some people on a spaceship are going through space, and they come across a big ship. Um, on board, they find a bloke played by Maximilian Schnell who is basically borderline genius, insane, surrounded by robots and humanoid creatures that were previously the crew. And these people turn up because they find they're almost being pulled into a black hole and they just find this ship on, um, basically on the verge of going into the black hole sort of thing. And they go on board where they find a big fuck-off red robot called uh, Maximilian, um, who basically likes to kill things. And, you know, Anthony Perkins is in it. He plays one of the science officers um, um, on the ship. And watching it this afternoon, because I used to love this movie as a kid, and I'd forgotten how fucking dark that movie is. Was it dark because it was in black and white? No, because it was in... Because it was silent, Mike. (laughs) Anywho, it's essentially (laughs) a kid's retelling of Dante's Inferno. Oh, that's cool. I have never seen this. No, I've never heard of it. It's actually a really good film. And I finally got myself a copy of The Witch on Blu-ray. Nice. Um, Did you get like the $70 box set? Oh, fuck no. I paid like $5.99 for it or something like that. It was just like just the disc. It's got a digital copy with it and I just wanted the basic film because I haven't seen it for a long while. Um, What else did I do? Oh, yeah. Massive, massive achievement for me. I finally got the money together to pay for my mother's headstone. Um, that's good well it's been four years since she passed away and me and my niece we have been trying to get the money together for fucking well the last four years and my family have been for want of a better word cunts because they've not actually offered to contribute any money towards the cost of it so they've left it up to me and my niece to kind of sort it out and I finally got the money together. And um, 
Monday we go to pay for the headstone to be done. So it's been an interesting week. It's been quite emotional. It's been worth it, you know? So something positive and it's kind of like one last thing I can do for my mum. Um, so we're going up there on Monday. We're getting it all sorted out. And, you know, this positive, something positive for me. Well, good for you guys for scraping all that together. Yeah, it's, I mean, the headstone itself is going to cost about a thousand pounds altogether. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've done it. We've got it. And we're going to do it. And then I'm basically going to post a photo up on the, on social media when it's on. And to the rest of my family, a fuck you. But here is my mother's headstone, you know, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Because now you know what to do. Now you know what to do for all their headstones. Yeah, fuck all. Fucking nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I plan on doing. Yeah. So I also treated my my buddy Adam. He just his girlfriend gave birth to almost two weeks ago to a little boy. So I've turned around and said to him, because I'm the uncle golf, um, I'm, I sent him some money to buy some clothing and stuff, and I'm going to go and buy him a big cuddly bat. <laughs> so I'm just going to rock up right there and say, hi, hello, Oscar, here's your bat. Like a real one? Uh, no, if I was <laughs> going to buy a real one, I'd fucking keep it myself, mate. A big cuddly pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be oh. funny actually. Awesome. How about you, Mike? Have you been getting into anything recently? Uh I've been doing my uh, three sixty five days of horror. Um. I've been just working a shit ton and I am getting eye surgery on September 2nd. So that's interesting. Oh my God. Yeah. LASIK? Yeah. It's kind of like LASIK, but it's called PRK. So it's like a different procedure. So like LASIK, they peel like a flap back. They do whatever they got to do and they put the flap back. Flaps. Sorry. Yeah. Flaps. And then, um, PR... hashtag flaps and put that in the notes. <laughs> PRK. <laughs> PRK, they, uh, they like laser the flap away and they let it grow back on its own. So Ugh. this person I went to see downtown, he said that my eyes would benefit more from PRK. So I'm doing that, uh, very early September. So that's going to cost a good amount of money. Yeah. And are they doing one eye at a time, I imagine? Uh, no, they're doing both. It's only going to take like 20 minutes. And um, Are you going to end but, up like Homer Simpson in that episode where he gets the eye surgery and he gets that crust, those crusty things over his eyes where he can't <laughs> see? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like I'm paying like 2000 an eye. Oof. And insurance doesn't cover it because they consider it cosmetic. Right. Because so, you can just wear glasses. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you because, can wear glasses and not go blind. Or but how, I mean, how does that, like, 
makes sense. You know, like glasses aren't cosmetic, but fixing your eyes are. Yeah, um, right. Whatever. Um, you need glasses and- to see. So it's not cosmetic. It's it's like it's the signs of getting old. People need glasses. Well, I mean, I've had glasses since I was 11. Right, yeah, no, that's fair enough. But, no, I mean, I'm not trying to start a debate or anything, but, I mean, as people get older, they need glasses. I know I did because I've been wearing them for about five years now. Yeah, they Um, they actually told me that in the uh, eye thing. They were like, yeah, you know, when you're hitting, like, in your mid to late 40s, you're going to probably need readers. So, yeah, she's like, everyone's going to go through it. No one can escape it. So you're going to still need that, but hopefully my eyes, because my eyes are terrible. So, and I haven't had new glasses in like 10 years. So I decided to say, fuck it and just go ahead and just try to get them fixed. Um, It's it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually sitting here wearing fake glasses right now. (laughs) Why are you wearing fake glasses? Because I, with, with the COVID I get, like, massive headaches if I'm in front of a screen for too long. So I've got, like, uh, I've got a pair of those blue light glasses that, like, prevents the blue light or whatever from getting into your eyeballs. And I rarely had to use them. I was getting headaches a couple years ago, and I started using them when I'd, like, read my tablet at night. And uh, since I've been working from home, when I'm in front of, like, my screen... I would get these massive headaches and I'm like, Oh, let me try using my glasses. And the, and like the headaches went away. So <laughs> I'm sitting here wearing fake glasses that don't have like real lenses in them. And you're like, Oh, I got to get rid of these glasses. And I'm like, Oh, I love these glasses. They're so nice. <laughs> well, I'll give you, you mine. You can borrow mine. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you put your blue light filter on? Uh, on my ultra wide monitor. No. Oh, how dare you suggest I limit this monitor and its output of amazing glory into my eyeballs? <laughs> Saves you from getting headaches. <sighs> Only when it's for work. <laughs> or this podcast. You know, I'm just trying to be logical here. I don't know why, but, you know. Because we're not also, exactly uh, most logical podcasts are we? In other news, our podcast is sponsoring a movie. At the um, at the massacre, so every year um, Val and I go to this thing called the massacre. It's a twenty four hour uh, horror movie festival. It's at usually at the Davis Theater. I think last year they only did a drive in because of COVID. The year before that, I think was at a theater, but I'm not sure if they even had it. Probably not because it was twenty twenty. Um, but uh, yeah, they would usually do one every year. And they would have guests and vendors and all kinds of fun shit. And this year, they they put out that uh, they announced some movies, but they're bringing the theater experience back, which I'm super fucking excited about. Um, so they said, like, hey, you know, anybody want to sponsor it? And so I threw our name out there, and they're like, blah, 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 blah. And now we are sponsoring The Howling at awesome. the Theater. I think it's October 1st or 2nd. I think it's 1st. Um, but yeah, it's you should go. Everybody should go. And, and how do you get tickets to this, Mike? Uh, you buy them. Yeah, from where? <laughs> uh, 
it's it's called the massacre you can find it uh like terror in the aisles you can find them on uh facebook um i also put a um, a post about it on the the instagram i don't know the exact url it's like a a brown paper bag ticket site so there's like numbers and stuff but yeah you could it's called it's i think it's by terror in the aisles and it's called the massacre um this year it's only 14 hours i think they're limiting it val and i rarely stay the 24 hours anyway because after like when it hits like midnight or one o'clock we're like oh man <laughs> it's it's getting pretty rough what um you, what do you mean by brown paper bag ticket what does that mean it's like the website they use oh okay so it's uh -huh. yeah it's Ticketmaster, it's like brown paper bag or something oh, like right, that. Okay, so I've not heard that phrase used before. That's all. That's why I was asking. That, that sounds so awesome. I want to fucking go to Chicago for this. You should. Uh, um, I, you know what I found out? There's a tiny little rinky-dink airport near me that you could get a one-way flight to Chicago at, on a Monday at like 5 p.m. and it costs $40. <laughs> why don't you do so, it? I've been thinking of doing it, landing in Chicago, eating a hot dog, getting back on the plane and flying back. Round trip totals like one hundred twenty bucks. So why don't you do it? I mean, are you, would you do it just to avoid seeing Mike, or would you actually go and see Mike? I mean, that would be that would be funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, listen, I, was in I just Chicago the other day. Sorry, Mike. Fuck you. Yeah, that's. I just wanted a real Chicago these, like, dog. Spots. <laughs> I could just imagine it. Oh, yeah, Mike, uh, Ryan was in Chicago, and Mike didn't even get the memo. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> we could have gone to 7-Eleven and picked up some fruit. Yeah, man. I could show you all the, <laughs> the fast food sites. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I've been, uh, I haven't been playing anything. I've just been watching movies and, and uh, working and trying not to uh, eat too much. Mm. Oh. Well, speaking of sponsoring movies, Mike, uh, we're also sponsoring the Paul Verhoeven double feature that has already happened, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I unfortunately, I will not be making it to that, obviously, because, uh, I mean, <coughs> according to according to the CDC, I am past the, the stage where you can transmit it to somebody. But I'm sure nobody wants to be in a movie theater with me, like, clearing my throat and blowing my nose the whole time. Yeah, that would so, be a little bit off-putting. I decided to save people, but I did get a prize pack to give away. <clears throat> and since... Hang on, I gotta clear my throat right now. And since uh, uh, it's already gonna be happened by the time this podcast gets released... Um, I'm giving away a, <laughs> so they're showing RoboCop and Starship Troopers as a Paul Verhoeven double feature. Cool. So, uh, I'm giving away a copy of Showgirls, obviously, one of Paul Verhoeven's <laughs> finest. What? <laughs> and Starship Troopers 3, Marauder. Well, those are the two worst films you could be giving away. Are they out of your yeah. personal collection? No, no, I actually purchased these to give away, um, as well as, and this one's actually amazing, you know the guy in RoboCop that gets hit with the toxic waste and melts? Yeah. It's an action figure of that guy 
in the box. It's so fucking cool. I almost wish I should keep it, but <laughs> so that's the all you need is blood prize pack, along with some buttons and stickers. Do you know what? I would laugh my fucking ass off if you turned around and said, "Oh yeah, we got a winner for the prize pack." And they send back the DVDs to just keep the figures and the fucking stickers and badges. <laughs> I would laugh my fucking ass off. Listen, it like can't that. be worse. The last at the last one, I gave away a Hellraiser blanket. <laughs> it was a fucking blanket with Pinhead's face on it. <laughs> Who the fuck is gonna want that? Well, they could wrap up and snuggle up a Pinhead every night. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, speaking of, did you, uh, so. The guy uh, from Instagram, uh, Killa Cubano. Yeah. So he, yeah, he he messaged me. He's a long-time listener. He messaged me wanting to know where he can get All You Need Is Blood stickers. Oh. And he said that. He he has to message me. (laughs) Well, he said he tried messaging you, but you ignored him. Oh, if it's Instagram, listen. I am on. Let me check here. Let's see. I'm going to laugh. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my messages right now. Uh, no, those aren't messages. Those are notifications. Messages. Uh oh. Seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, he messaged me like he messaged June me like three weeks ago, and I'm just remembering June. it now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking June 11th. Fucking hell, Ryan. You should respond. Then. <laughs> I'm gonna respond. Okay, I'm responding right now. He's gonna love this, Miguel. He's on your case. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Finally responding to <laughs> you. <Your> messages. <laughs> what should I say? I don't Sorry, know, man. You know, slack and not even bother to check my messages. Sorry, I missed your messages. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Send me your address, and I'll get you them stickers. Yeah, actually, speaking of um, addresses, Ryan, um, I'm gonna finally send you those D- that DVD this week. Awesome! Thanks, Shane. <laughs> I can't um, wait till he. I can't wait till he hears this after he <laughs> gets this message. I'm gonna laugh. Now, fucking ass off if he does if he <laughs> i really am I, that is just fucking oh man i apologize man i i'm not i instagram i get so many notifications and shit that i just like ignore that i don't like actively check the messages <clears throat> that's really poor just, that's a poor show i know it's just oh, yeah, and if you try contacting me on twitter you get the same thing i don't look i don't look at twitter he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't listen to the show anymore now. Since we've yeah, been af- right after June. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck them. Can he? Can you blame oh, him shit. though? Can you no. actually blame? No, him? not at all. Those guys are so fucking high and mighty up on follow themselves. No, nah, that's not us. We're all right. Me and Mike, we reply to messages. Not oh, you. You're, you're the, the, man, one you're the men fucking, of the people, I guess. Okay. You're the one with your nut, with your head you rammed up your up your fucking ring piece. Jeez. I was just telling I was just telling Shane the other day. I'm like, I think the fame really went to Ryan's head. 
fucking wrote it. <laughs> this man. It's like a VH1 behind the music. All you need is blood. <laughs> Brian got to me and Mike, Robin. Me and Mike splintering off to do our own thing, and then Mike, Brian will just be sat there as like, I am all you need is blood. This is my podcast. And we'll be like, yeah, see, so told you. <laughs> Taking it to the grave, boys. Oh, God. All right. How about you, Ryan? What have you been up to? Well, other than my COVID. Um, and ignoring messages by people. And igno- I've been listeners of the podcast. Dutifully ignoring messages. Um, yeah, right. I did go to the Scares That Care charity, week- charity weekend uh, a couple weeks ago. And that was down in Virginia. And it was fucking great, as usual. Went down there with Miles. And uh, got to meet uh, D. Wallace and uh, Danny Pintaro from the uh, Cujo movie. He was the little kid in it. Sweet. Uh, both of them were fucking awesome. D. Wallace was so nice. I felt so bad for her. Oh, my God. It was like 98 degrees. And we walked from our hotel to the hotel that it was taking place at. And it was we're like sweating. It's so hot. <clears throat> and I go up and I, and I go to meet her. And I'm like, Mike, I'm fucking dripping like fat man sweat. It's just like pouring off me. And she's like, Oh, nice to meet you. And you know, and, and like, she's wearing a mask and stuff and keeping her distance. And I'm, you know, trying to keep my distance. And I'm like, listen, I know, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's great to meet you. Would I be able to get a picture? And she's like, Oh yeah, sure. She's like, okay, just turn around and I'm going to stand behind you. And she stands behind me and puts her hands on my shoulders. Ooh. And I'm like, Oh my God. I am so, I apologize to her. I'm like, listen, I am so sweaty. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm like dripping sweat. The, the the amount of fat people sweating she must touch in one day oh yeah she's used god, to that god bless her I mean she's a saint and she's so nice too she's just the nicest lady and uh yeah Danny Pintara was also awesome I was talking to him about Cujo and he still like laughs about it like how many times do these people like have to like answer questions about it but uh no he was really cool uh we also I also got to meet um Andrew Divov he was awesome the Wishmaster wish another Really, really nice guy. And then probably one of the funniest was uh, Stephen Williams, who played Creighton Duke in uh, <laughs> on Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> and uh, Miles was very excited to meet him and got him to actually say his famous hot dog through a donut line. <laughs> That's awesome. And he was laughing about it. Oh, it was so good. Good time. So we got to hang out there. I bought way too much shit that I should not have, um, but I did anyway. Um, and, uh, we got to play video games in the game room and just got, got to absolutely slaughter some little kids at classic doom, just murdered them so much. So they have, they had like uh 12 computers all set up in a land. And so it was all just one death match. You just like playing constantly the whole day. And, uh, we're, we're playing this game and we're laughing and having a good time. And there's like a couple little kids are next to us. And one kid goes, I think we're playing adults. And we're like, kid, we're in this room with you. This isn't the internet. We're literally here. The people in this room are playing you. And he's like, Oh my God, we are playing adults. (laughs) Oh my God. So slaughtered them. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. They, They needed to learn. And oh, we got to hang out with the uh, the guys from the Dark Discussions podcast. They're a very large horror podcast, and uh, other than like being friends with them, it was on Facebook. It was good to like uh, actually 
hang out with them for a while and talk some random bullshit. So that was pretty fun for a while. I'm sure they listen to us too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I talk to them. They're like every, every episode die hard. Won't miss one. Actually, yeah, when I was talking to one of the guys, Phil, I, I forgot what we were even taught. We were talking about something and he goes, yeah, he's like, I, I have never listened to another horror podcast. And I'm like, yeah, me either. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to listen to one. Like, yeah. You know, I'll I'll be friendly and promote them. I mean, that's not true. I have listened to them to some in the past. Ones that I've like been on to be like, okay, what is this all about? And you know, my cousins when he did his before we started ours, obviously. Actually, it's really funny you say that. I had somebody message me on Instagram saying, "Aren't you the dude who does who does that horror podcast?" I was like, "Yep, we're called All You Need Is Blood." Awesome! I'll follow you. So he's followed us. So that's really cool. All right, that's one more. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't want any stickers. I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want stickers. Damn it. You know what? I feel? Oh, so here's the worst part too. Like another guy, I forgot <clears throat> which listener did 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 email me and like literally like that two days later I had stickers to him in the mail. <laughs> oh my! Because God. <laughs> because the email pops up as a notification on my phone, you know, and it says. All you need is blood email, sticker request, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get right, I'll get right out of this. Instagram, it just, you get a little number that pops up. I don't look at that. Yeah, because the number in the corner of the screen tells you how many messages you've got. Uh, uh, it was up to seven when I looked at it last. See, this is why oh. I think that I should fiddle around <laughs> the website. Is there that is, way there is, here's what's even funnier. Oh, my God. There's two messages from Miles I never looked at. This is a guy I talk to constantly. <laughs> One of them, oh my god, I gotta send this to you. One of them is a picture of uh, Guile from Street Fighter wearing a onesie with his ball sack hanging out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is a shirtless Tom Savini video. Oh Thanks, my Miles. god. Have you seen the video of Tom Savini doing the fucking goodbye horses dance routine? I, I, maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm not going to watch it right now. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's just Tom Savini like, getting his fucking Buffalo Bill on. Good Lord. You guys are into some weird shit. Get on it, man. Get on it. We All right. Probably, let's... We should probably talk about Predator now. Well, we could do that. <laughs> or we could talk about news. Uh, we got some things we got to we gotta brush through first. Sadly, we did have some celebrity deaths, fellas. Um, one of the true legends, and I probably should have looked this up before, but I didn't, is how to actually pronounce his name. But I didn't look it up, so I'm just going to wing it. Clue Gulager. Gulager? Gulager? I think it's Gulager. Gulliger, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, absolute legend of an actor in the horror film industry. Passed away at 93. Um, some of his most famous movies, obviously, Return of the Living Dead, uh, The Feast films, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, From a Whisper to a Scream, The Hidden, The Willies. I mean, this guy is just awesome. He's in a bunch of cheapo action movies, too, like in the 70s and 80s. Um, just a really fucking cool actor. And... Uh, you know, sad to see him pass, but he put in a good run, 93. So, going to be sad to see him go. Uh, also passed away, uh, Anne Heche. 
uh, passed away from an alleged drug-fueled car crash. She was off her tits. That's according to what people say. Yeah, she... Um, from what I understand, she basically got drunk, was under the influence of drugs, and drove into somebody's house. Yeah, yep. Um, Only 53. She was um, she was a troubled actress. She was a troubled woman. She was a brilliant actress as well. I'll give her that. Um, I am sad to hear about it because I know she, because I mean, obviously, I struggled with drugs and alcohol in the past. And she was obviously one of those people who just couldn't get away from those demons. Um, and I do feel sorry for her kids more than anything. Um, I also feel sorry for the people whose house she drove into because they no longer have a home and their pets no longer have a home and they were all very lucky to survive. Yeah, it's a sad situation. It is. I mean, it's, it's difficult coming from, right, from my perspective as like a, as a as a, someone who is in recovery, it's not easy. And she obviously had some triggers that made her fall off the wagon. So something must have happened to her to make her go down that cl down that road again. It was um, probably Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah, actually, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. But as we all know, she's got a fucking history. Um, but it's. No, it is really, really sad. I'm, yeah, I might turn around and say off the cuff, yeah, she was off her tits. The fact of the matter is she was under the influence and she got, she essentially, I personally think she just did it just to off herself, just to stop it. I don't know. We will never know, but yeah, it is no. a shame. And also, yeah, I mean, she was she was in um, like you know some pretty decent movies too. Volcano, I know what you did last summer. Uh, yeah. The Psycho remake, maybe not so much, but I don't think that was her fault. <laughs> you know, yeah, they can't all be winners. Um, also, it was just announced the singer Q Lazarus has passed away at the age of sixty-one. Now, this is an interesting story because Q Lazarus sang. Goodbye Horses that was featured oh, on Silence no. of the Lambs. Full circle, Shane. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of shocking because what happened, she recorded that song, disappeared for years, never recorded another song, and then she was found working a bus in Chicago. So, Mike, you may have even bumped into the singer Q Lazarus while you were on the buses. Well, I've never, I've never ridden a bus. Well, there goes that fucking idea. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, she was 61 years old, and basically it was just announced that she passed away earlier this week. Maybe, that was, why no Tom that, Maybe that was why Tom Savini did his Buffalo Bill on Instagram. Who is this person? Hugh Lazarus. She sang the song Goodbye Horses. You know the scene in, in Silence of the Lambs when Buffalo Bill is doing his do you want to fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. 
where he tucks that, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and does his tuck and all oh, that. Oh, she sang that? Yeah, she sang that. Oh. Well, we also lost Shane. Speaking of singers, uh, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, that was sad. That was a yeah, sad she one. passed due to cancer. Um, some of her more famous roles were Grease and uh, Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. She was in Sharknado 5? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That was, that was like the arguably, only other movie I'd heard of. Arguably the best Sharknado. Clearly. I mean, Sharknado 2 did have its highs, but... Um, Everyone who's a fan of the film set knows Five's way to go. Right, right, right. So a lot of deaths this week, Shane. Yeah, it's a very sad week. Um, in other news, uh, we got some other uh, horror-related stuff. Um, something I had been looking forward to, maybe I shouldn't be, but I am, is uh, Argento's new film, Dark Glasses, is uh, coming out in sh- to Shudder in October. So... I'm going to be adding that to my October list. See, that and, sucks, because uh, I can't get Shudder. Oh, you can't get it in the UK? No. I have tried. Um, no. It's available a, in this country. Let's get a VPN and say you're in the US or Guatemala. <laughs> Guatemala. Mexico. I could say I'm in Mexico. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure the movie is probably not good, and I have... There's a couple... Whispers I've I've seen around that it's awful, but I'm gonna watch it. God damn it! Shutter has a pretty good uh, rap sheet when it comes to like original movies. The last few like Shutter exclusives I watched were really good. Hmm. Um, actually, I watched a today on Netflix Sandman. The series Sandman dropped. Oh, I've, le- I've heard it's excellent. Yeah, the eleventh episode of the series. It's a two-parter, um, and the first part of the episode is is animated, and it's the dr- dream dream of a thousand cats, and it's beautifully done. It really is, and the second part of the episode is really fucking good as well. I watched it earlier on today. It's really really good. Um, yeah, so that dropped. Also, I watched Day Shift. Which is the vampire buddy comedy comedy starring Dave Franco and Jamie Foxx with with cameos from Snoop Dogg. Um, it's essentially a very suburban version of John Carpenter's Vampires crossed with The Lost Boys, crossed with From Dusk Till Dawn. And is it any good? It was all right, watchable. I like it. It, it got better as the film went on. Um, I mm. thought it was a little bit slow-paced. It, uh, the fight scenes were really good. Um, and it was just one of your cheesy, very predictable vampire comedies where the bad guys try to win, but then they don't kind of deal, you know, so kind of tradition. Um, but that was okay. Sweet. Well, we did have a couple trailers. We're going to rip through these pretty fast. Um, the first was a trailer for Spirit Halloween. Uh, did like, you watch the, this, Shane? When you sent me that and I watched it, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, do you have Spirit Halloween stores in the UK? No, we don't. 
Okay. They're like, they're pretty ubiquitous, I think, in the U.S. You have these, right, Mike? Yeah. So what ends up happening is anywhere in the U.S., uh, something goes out of business. Could be a gym, could be a restaurant, could be some other store, or shoe store, something else. And it stays an empty building until September 1st. And then instantly it's transformed into a spirit Halloween. And they sell, you know, Halloween junk. Fake bats and costumes and blood and whatever else. Okay, uh, so a lot of pop-up shops. Yes, until November 1st. And then it goes back to being an empty shell waiting for the next Halloween season to come around. And they're fucking everywhere in the U.S. So... Yeah, the they, even have, of, they even sell, like, exclusive Funkos and stuff sometimes. Yeah. The idea of having a, uh, a spirit Halloween movie is, like, uh, funny and interesting, but this looks like the biggest piece of shit ever. It's a giant ad. Oh, yeah. That sounds almost Come buy our exclusive... The exclusive items I imagine they're going to be selling from this movie this year is going to really make that store a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Kind of reminds that sounds like that film that I had to watch. I watched for from Disney last year, last Halloween. Now, what did they stay in a, a, a Halloween store? No, it was the uh, mummy thing that I had to watch. Hmm. I mean, this is a kid's movie, and maybe I shouldn't be shitting at it so hard, but in a world where you can get like at least the Fear Streets and like some of these other things that are also kids' movies arguably stranger things like this is so fucking tame and garbage it's it's just junk yeah it looks like the monsters. it looks like the monsters in the movie are just spirit halloween uh like puppets yes actually i'm sure just, that's what it is it was just recently announced that um they're doing a second season of these fear street movies Yes. All right. Well, I hope they go a completely different direction and do an entirely new set. You know? Yeah, I mean, I really like. Don't connect fear. it. I liked the Fair Street movies. I thought they were really good. Um, it was because we we covered those on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to our podcast on it. It's episode insert episode number here. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave you to do that. <laughs> no, I'm not um, doing it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed those films. I thought they were really good. Um, it was just, for, I think for me, it was just at the time, it was like I needed something new and fresh and because I'd never seen, I'd never read the books. So for me, it was new, you know, and I just thought the, st- the story was really good and I loved the gore and I still say the cake slicing machine or the bread slicing death was just the best thing I have ever seen on film. Yeah, pretty good. So let's uh, go watch those and avoid this uh, spirit, uh, spirit Halloween movie. Um, now, the other trailer, boys, we wanted to talk about was the trailer for Guillermo del Toro's oh, anthology yes. series, The Cabinet of Curiosities, uh, on Netflix. That looks so good. So, I mean, the, the, they're, he's giving each director an episode, sort of like, remember the Masters of Horror series yep. back in the day? It's pretty similar to that, um, so that each director gets their own thing and they get some pretty decent directors. Uh, David Pryor, uh, Anna Lily Amoir, who is the, she directed the girl who walks home alone at night, which yeah, I, I, I loved. I know you like that Shane. Yeah. I like that film a lot. 
Um, who else is on here? Jennifer Kent, who did the Babadook. Um, uh, Guillermo Navarro, who is Del Toro's cinematographer. Now, that one I'm pretty interested in because Del Toro's cinematography is always fucking unbelievable. Yeah. So, give, giving this guy the reins on his own little story could be pretty interesting. See, I probably. I, yeah, I find his his the looks of his movies are beautiful more than anything because they're so intricate they're so interwoven and they just yeah. look amazing they look stunning yeah yeah hopefully he's pretty good and then uh vincenzo natali uh who directed cube back in the day and uh splice see i like i like the movie splice yeah and then of course the most boner inducing one uh panos cosmatos has his own episode uh, uh director of mandy and a bunch of other amazing movies so I'm excited for this series. I think it's going to be fucking sweet. I can't wait to see what it's like. Yeah, and I like in the trailer how they were like, uh, they wanted to make like specific monsters and everything, and it's all practical. And mm. So some of the stories, too, are uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft stories. Um, uh, Dreams in the Witch House and uh, Pikmin's Model are both Lovecraft short stories. So... You know, and some of the ones, from what I understand, are uh, are Del Toro's short stories. So there's a couple Del Toro's, a couple uh, Lovecraft stories, some original ones. I mean, it sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's happening on Netflix over a four-night period. So they're doing two episodes per evening. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, I am. I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the episodes. Um, so I think it's, I can't remember what the date, what the date is for the first night. Um, but they're doing the two episodes. It's over a four day event. It's a four day event, basically. Yeah. I'll wait till day five. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, let's fucking get to our main topic. We've put this off way too long. Uh, so Prey came out, so we figure, what the fuck, let's talk about the Predators, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, all right, who was the first Predator? Uh, uh Mike, you want to talk about this one? Because I, I need a little voice break. Yeah, sure, I mean, uh. And if I keep ta- if I talk about Predator 1, then I'm just going to have to put this raging boner down and. You know, I don't want to have to do that. So, so are you saying you're going to have a boner while I'm speaking? No, if, it's about, if it's about Predator. I think what Ryan is saying is going to have a wank while you're talking. <laughs> Come on, mute so, button. Where are you? If you haven't seen Predator, you need to like not even listen to horror podcasts and just go watch Predator because what the fuck are you doing with your life? Um. Yeah, so Predator was made in 87. I have zero notes, by the way. I am running off my phone, and I've got um, a paused Netflix stand-up special in the background. So, <laughs> on your phone? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm at Val's on, you know, on her couch. But, um, oh, okay. yeah, so so bear with me. So, yeah, like Predator's one of the few movies I give a perfect rating to. I fucking love this movie. Every aspect of it's great. Um, Star Schwarzenegger... Um, and, uh, what's his face? Um, Carl Weathers, 
Carl Weathers, yeah. I just keep remembering uh, his part in uh, Arrested Development where uh, Tobias <laughs> get acting like That's what you think of Arrested <laughs> Development. I don't think of Rocky. I think of Arrested <laughs> Development. <laughs> uh, Mike, that is fucking amazing. I love it. Um. So yeah. So in the and Jesse the Body Ventura is in it too. So you know it's uh, it's a all star cast, man. Uh, so in the beginning of the movie, you know, Schwarzenegger and, and his team get called upon by the, uh, like, uh, the U S government, basically they're, they're green berets and they are tasked to go into the jungle and find these, uh, hostages. So when they get dropped into the jungle, they find, um, their, uh, previous, uh, missions that were on. Uh, they find all these guys hung up upside down with their skin torn off. And they're like, what the fuck? These savages and blah, 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 blah. And so they go find a town and Schwarzenegger single-handedly basically fucking destroys this town. Um, not a town, but it's like a like a little outpost in a way. Um, a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good word for it. And... Yeah. So after that's all said and done, they can't, they, they have a, a hostage of their own. Who's going to lead them to, you know, what they, what they need to find. However, there is a predator among the, the trees. And I, I really don't even know why I'm describing it. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen predator at this point. And I'm terrible at describing movies. Um, but yeah, so shenanigans are afoot and, it leads to uh, Schwarzenegger and the Predator fucking facing off. And it's the greatest moment in film history because mm. Schwarzenegger is fucking rock solid, dude. This guy's body is fucking amazing. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Schwarzenegger is peak male performance. And he's perfect. And he's one of the two dudes I would go gay for. <laughs> the other oh, yeah, the other one being Kurt Russell, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so go, I mean, go go watch Predator. It's it's fucking awesome. I mean, just from the first movie alone, like you're wondering what the Predator is and like the lore behind it and everything. And you know, in the very beginning of the movie, you see a spaceship come by Earth and he drops off like a pod and. I mean, it's it's such a fucking cool movie. Go watch Predator. Yeah, just go do it. I I absolutely agree with your perfect score, Mike. In fact, I upon rewatching gave this a ten out of ten. And yep. uh, I can't. I've watched this movie. I think more than any other movie. I believe this one I've seen more than any other film. And it's still every time you watch it is just as good. And it's one it's one of those movies that has like like beautiful scenes that you wish are different. And and what I mean by that is like, okay, this time Bill Duke is gonna make it. I'm watching it and I'm like, he's gonna get that fucking predator this time. <laughs> he's not gonna get his head blown off. Yeah. Obviously it doesn't happen, but you're rooting for them the whole time. Like you love the characters, the the over-the-top violence, the fucking, I don't know, everything. It's like this perfect combination of machismo insanity, and at the same time, these, like, these are the most ripped, the most dangerous men in the world 
and the fucking predators picking them off one by one. Oh yeah. It's it's such an awesome concept. And the kind of the worst part about this is that when you start like this is the start of the series and it's already like there's nowhere to go but down. And that's that's truly the saddest part of the Predator series is that the first Predator is so fucking good. You can never reach that peak again. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, that's a good um, point. So I, I agree. I fucking love this movie. I love Schwarzenegger in it. I think it's probably his best movie. Um, everybody is great in it. Jesse Ventura is hilarious in his awful racist and sexist comments. Shane Black is in it too. Um, you know, the guy who he's ruined goofy and dumb. Predator. The on. guy who ruined Predator. Yep. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. That motherfucker. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing, Sonny Lindham, like, everybody in the movie is just great. And I, I, I could keep watching it. I could fucking go back and watch this right now. Like, I'm pumped just thinking about it. So, and it's one of those movies that, like, when I was in high school, and we'd go to my buddy's house, and his older brother would buy us beer, and we'd be drinking Red Dogs in his basement, and uh, we would get, like, wasted, and then watch his one VHS copy of Predator. That sounds awesome. When, <laughs> and then when when that was over, we'd rewind it and watch his VHS copy of Predator. <laughs> and yep. then even into my adulthood, my my cousin Brendan will come over and like we like to go to the double features uh, for Horror Fest and we'll get out and we're usually like pretty tanked at that point. And we're like, well, why not just keep drinking? So we'll stay up and watch Predator. I and mean, the two of us <laughs> must have watched Predator, I don't know, a dozen times, maybe more, just us. I love it. I fuck. He's like, oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. How about Predator? <laughs> right. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Shane, what do you think of this? I'd like to hear your opinion. I love Predator. I always have done. I just think it's one of the coolest fucking action horror movies from the 80s. You know, I've, I, it's in my top three of those kind of mov- those movies, that genre, um, you know, sci-fi horror number one belonging to aliens um mm-hmm. but yeah no i've always loved it i've got it on blu-ray and i haven't watched it for a while but it's it's one of those films that i feel i might have to watch again this weekend oh yeah it's great and um john mctiernan who directed it i mean this guy fucking unstoppable predator yep. die hard hunt for red october last action hero die hard with a vengeance and then he had a couple lesser ones, but still decent. Thomas Crown, uh, 13th Warrior, the Rollerball remake. Girls aren't that great, but they're still entertaining. I think the only one of his movies I've seen that I didn't really like was uh, Nomads, which is like one of his first movies with Pierce Brosnan. Um, that one I thought was kind of boring, but other than that, I mean, the guy's like a fucking a Goliath, at this, especially this time period. Predator and Die Hard back to back? Are you fucking kidding me? Holy <laughs> shit. Both 10 out of 10 movies? Yeah, it's unbelievable. God tier. God tier. That guy's right. I mean, when you think about it, you're like, okay, of like the best movies, this guy's got two of them? Okay. <laughs> A plus. So yeah, I, I, I could go on for Predator for days, but I don't, I don't want to eat up the whole podcast talking about a movie that we've probably talked about before. We've talked about all of the Predator movies before, but... Uh, I'm sure we have little bits and pieces. Uh, let's, yeah, let's move it along. Not talked, 
from what I remember, we've talked about them in various episodes, but we've not talked about them all together yeah. in one episode. Well, let's go right to Predator 2. Um, this one's 1990, uh, directed by Stephen Hopkins. He also directed Nightmare on Elm Street 5, uh, Blown Away, which is about a, a terrible Irish accent performed by Tommy Lee Jones. Um <laughs> The Lost in Space remake, which I think had Joey from Friends in it, if I remember right. That was 1998. Yeah, something like that. And uh, he also did The Reaping, which is a nice little underrated religious horror movie with Hilary Swank. Um, See, so he's not too bad. Um, so basically, the plot of Predator 2 is, it actually takes place in the future. It doesn't take place in 1990. I think it's like 97, if I remember right. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to take place. Los Angeles, 1997. And uh, it's like the hottest year in Los Angeles. Apparently, everyone in the entire city, all of the AC is broken in Los Angeles. Everyone. Uh, especially the pol- yes, everyone's sweating. Everyone stinks. They look disgusting. <laughs> everyone needs a shower, except for Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton still looks pretty sweet in his jump in his uh his early 80s jumpsuits that are somehow in 1997 fashion still. Um, and uh, Danny Glover is a cop. He's obviously too old for this shit, and he probably needs to retire, although he doesn't say it. And there's a gang war that's going on, and they bring in, like, the FBI and, like, this a special cop who is Bill Paxton to uh, to help fight this, like, gang war that's going on. And it turns out in the midst of the gang war, there is a predator that is hunting various gang leaders on both sides and also cops and whoever else sort of gets in his way on his hunt. So it's kind of cool that they took him from, you know, the jungle in the first one to the city in this one. And just to see the reaction of like, you know, a lot of people getting glimpses of him uh, as his camouflage is moving around and stuff. Um as he picks off some of these bad guys and, you know, they eventually piece together what's going on. Gary Busey shows up as the head of like a special agency who they thought it was going to be like a, you know, sort of an FBI agency to like track crime or whatever. But it turns out he knows about the predator. He's looking to take the predator down. Um, so they've got a team and booby traps and stuff. They're going to set up to try to capture the predator or kill him, whichever. And uh, things don't go so great for him. But, um, I mean, overall, the movie's just great. There's some good kills in it. Uh, it moves along at a decent pace. And um, it doesn't have... It, it, it's 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 hard, because you always want to compare it to the first Predator. And like I said, the first one's just this, like, unachievable masterpiece. And this one is a good movie, and I enjoy it. It just doesn't stack up to the first one. Um, but it's still fun, and I like seeing Danny Glover, more of a regular cop guy, uh, chasing down the Predator instead of this, like, ultimate, you know, commando team uh, that was in the first one. And uh, it's got some funny moments, and it's good. I Overall, I like it. I like the kills. I like the expansion of the lore of the Predator. And this was the one that, on the ship, they introduced that, oh, the Predators have also been hunting Xenomorphs and a bunch of other random shit. And they've been doing it for hundreds of years, you know. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good entry in the series. And, actually, it's it's kind of tough to find 
um, on physical release anyway. There, I, I was unable to find a Blu-ray of this thing except for like a Canadian Blu-ray that I had to go pick up because my DVD is like garbage quality. I still, have is a, still I have a sealed VHS of this. <laughs> Ooh, Predator 2 on VHS. <laughs> yeah, my uh, claim to fame. Yeah, and um, but you could get it on Hulu. I think all, all these movies we're talking about as of right now uh, are on Hulu, so you can watch all of these. Um, I guess, Shane, I don't know what you do over in the UK. I guess just don't watch Predator movies. I have no idea. But, um, uh, but yeah, Predator 2 is good. I like it. I gave this one like a 7 out of 10. You know, it's it's obviously not the 10 out of 10 range, but it's fun. And up until, uh, you know, maybe uh, a couple weeks ago, this was my, my second favorite Predator movie. Hmm. See, I didn't mind Predators 2. It was okay, just not a patch on the first one. And although Danny Glover was quite quite entertaining in this one, I just thought some of it was a little bit hokey, but that's just me. I remember when this came out in 1990. Um, I was 16 years old, and I remember not being interested in seeing it because I enjoyed Predator too much. And I thought to myself, it's going to be shit in comparison. And I was correct. So, yeah. It's all right. I don't I know like if I'd go so far as to say it was shit. It no, just I'm saying it was shit in, shit in comparison to Predator. Yeah. I like Not Predator, that- too. Um, I, I, I watched it again uh, whenever I watched Prey a couple weeks ago, like a week and a half ago. And... Um, I, I, I always like the movie. I don't like the setting. And I know it was um, advertised like going from the jungle to the concrete jungle, you know, and but I just don't think the setting is as interesting. I feel like L.A. in the 90s, it's you could you can try to make it in the future as much as you want. It's still really dated looking. Um it's really over exaggerated, like the like the the gang leaders, and there's you know, it's just I don't know, I I don't really like all that. Um, I liked Danny Glover in it, um, but I if, <laughs> for him to go toe to toe with a predator, I I'm not buying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I the, these guys are a fucking alien race that go to planets to to look at the the most powerful, you know. Uh, um things that there are and they try to hunt them and then they come to fucking earth and danny glover stops them i'm not buying that at all yeah but isn't that kind of the point he wasn't there to hunt danny glover he was there to take down like some of these other guys yeah that's true and and the people that just get in his way he takes out yeah, and Danny Glover is just I gotta stop this whatever it is from killing everyone. I don't know, but I will say this: there's one scene in the beginning when because everyone's sweaty and disgusting, Danny Glover has to change his shirt and he pops that shirt off, and I'm like, damn, I'm impressed, Danny Glover. He is he's cut in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's looking good. Yeah, he was. Uh, he Danny Glover always like looks the same age to me, so it's yeah. hard because he looks like he's in his forties. Or 50s in this movie, I don't know. But uh, with all the, the shit I just talked, the last, like, 20 minutes with him chasing the Predator down is oh fucking God. awesome. It's fucking great. And that last, like, fight scene, and then the the Predator throws him a trophy, which is that gun, 
yep. from like 1718, that was fucking awesome. And I always loved that part because it just expanded the lore so much just with a little scene like that of him throwing the gum the gun to Danny Glover. I'm like, holy fuck, they've been here for so long. It's so cool. And then the xenomorph uh, skull in there, it's just, don't even, man, it's so fucking cool. It's just the world building that they do in these movies is very impressive. It, just to quickly go back to the first one, like when the predator is patching himself up, he's got all these like little, like he's got like a little supply kit and it's just like, holy fuck. That's, that's so cool that that's hard to put in the words, but it's just like just the world building there. You know what I mean? Like, He's got these like little tools and everything. It's not just like a fucking xenomorph, uh, random, you know, race. These guys are like calculated and they're ready for anything. And that's that's the, these movies are just do such a good job of that. Yeah, absolutely. And what I kind of like on this one, like you said, the way they do the world building on on all these, it's not like it's not blatant. It's it's just more matter of fact. Like it's yeah. like. Oh yeah, this is how the predator heals himself. Like he's got this weird kit and does some weird shit. Okay, but like it lets you in your mind build like, oh, this is how advanced their technology is and what and you know what they're doing and also what their body construction is. Like the predator can be shot. You shoot him with a gun, he's gonna bleed, and if he bleeds, you could kill him. <laughs> and you're like, okay, all this stuff makes sense. It's so, um, it's so simple. But at the same time, it's not like shoving it in your face. Like, here's an explanation of the Predator's home world and and how they developed this technology. And like, I don't give a shit about any of that. Just like, let us know what they can do. Yeah. And like these little glimpses like that, the gun with the date on it. You're like, oh, that tells you like a whole ton of information with just one little prop, you know? Mm hmm. Smart, smart world building. So, yeah, I like this one. Um, I think it's definitely worth a watch. And this could be like a good like it's summer and it's hot as shit and you're sweating. And this is a good movie to watch for that. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's so gross. And Bill Paxton doesn't get enough love, man. He was so fucking no. in Predator 2. It's unbelievable. Well, I, what did I put down here for a note? Uh, Bill Paxton, the sleaze bag with a heart of gold. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, a little, um, actually, so with Gary Busey in this, uh, according to IMDb, Arnold was actually going to play that role, or he was going to be essentially that character, and, like, have Dutch come back as a predator hunter, but he turned it down because, for a couple reasons, uh, one, they didn't want to pay him enough, and two... He wasn't going to be, like, the lead. Danny Glover was still going to be the lead. And Arnold didn't want to be, like, a little, you know, side character in the movie. And also, he was filming Kindergarten Cop at the same time. So, uh, they ended up not getting Arnold and wrote the role to have Gary Busey in it. Which <laughs> isn't bad. I think that kind of works. But, yeah, um, Gary Busey plays a good a fucking psycho person, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They should have just had him not play a character. He should have just been Gary Busey. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty good. Uh, let's move on to uh, the start of the confusing fucking naming in these goddamn trilogy in this goddamn movie series. Predators with an S. 
Um, uh, why they don't call it Predator 3? Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, this one's got um, Adrian Brody, Lawrence Fishburne, Topper Grace, uh, written by Alex Litvak, Michael Finch, and Jim Thomas, and it was directed by Nimrod Antol. Um, this one is essentially human beings... <coughs> excuse me. Human beings are basically dropped into what seems like some kind of a forest, um, so like some kind of jungle, and they all get together because they're trying to work out how the fuck they got there and what the hell they're actually doing there. So they all band together and then they kind of work out who each other is. They all realize they're a bunch of fucking creeps and they've done something wrong. Um, or they seem to think they've done something wrong, but in fact, they are actually the strongest. They are the strongest of their tribe, so to speak. So, um, it's then that they realize that they are being hunted by the predator. But what they don't realize is that they're actually being hunted by multiple predators. And that's when they discover that they are, in fact, on a predator homeworld or of some description. Um, it's throughout the film. I mean, obviously, this one's got uh, it's got Adrian Brody, Lawrence Fishburne, Topper Grace. It's also got Danny Trejo in it. Um, Walter Goggins and then you've got some of the classics um, you've got Carrie Jones playing the tracker predator you've got Derek Mears who plays the classic predator Brian Steele who plays the berserker I didn't know uh, that was Derek Mears that's yeah. interesting um, J- Jason in the remake yeah um, and you know it's uh, it's one of those films where they are basically being picked off. And if they're not being picked off, they are basically trying to kill each other to better each other, to better themselves, to prove that they are the strongest uh, to survive. Um, And it's when they come across an old ship. It's kind of like some kind of predator ship. And that's where they discover Lawrence Fishburne has been hiding there and he's been hiding there for years because he's been there for years. Um, and he's basically gone insane talking to himself and, you know, talking to imaginary characters and the other guys are like, yeah, we should get the fuck out of here before he completely loses his plot. And which Lawrence Fishburne does. So he sends out a beacon of some description to alert the predators to where everybody is and unknowingly sealing his fate too. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting concept. Um, I thought some of the fight scenes in this were actually quite cool. Danny Trejo's death scene, I thought was superb. Um, Where they use him as a booby trap. Yeah, they use him as they use him as bait, and um, basically because he's got oh, I can't remember what weapon he's using, but basically he ends up a machete. In, yeah, <laughs> not a machete. <laughs> um, he ends up in this like kind of small body of water, and he's leaning there because I said yeah he goes he goes off in search for something, and then basically they hear him yelp. Um. And then the other guys are trying to find out where he's gone and what's happened to him. When they see him, they hear him crying for help, but he's not moving. 
And that's when Adrian Brody works out. Actually, he's dead. He's being used as some kind of a puppet. Um, which is kind of fucking creepy. So it's almost like the predators themselves have some kind of sense of humor, a very warped, dark sense of humor, where they're trying to get the other guys to come out and to be to abate themselves to come out. Um, but I mean, overall, the, the fight scenes in this were pretty good. I mean, Adrian Brody, I think this was the film that they were trying to make Adrian Brody a like action superhero kind of deal, but it just didn't work. Um, and then you ha obviously have Alice Braga as Isabella. Um, she's in this one and she's quite a good sidekick in this. But sometimes, I mean, the way they do it is a little bit predictable as well. Um, I mean, there's, there's some great scenes in this film. But it's just overall, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, this came out in 2010. And I think I've maybe watched it once or twice since then. But, I mean, from what I remember, it, was, it wasn't a bad film. It wasn't the best. And I was under the impression this was directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Obviously, I was wrong on that. No, he so produced it. He produced it. That's it. Yeah, because I know he had a hand in Pre The Predator, I think. So... I mean, because these movies are just so fucking confusing as it is. But, yeah, overall, not a bad movie. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I liked in this. Um, I, I thought, actually, Adrian Brody wasn't bad. I know a lot of people complain about Topher Grace being in things, but I thought he was interesting. Like, you sort of understand why all the other characters are in this movie. Like, mm -hmm. they're all murderers or soldiers or assassins or whatever. And then it's just like, Oh, Topher Grace, he's a doctor. Well, why the fuck did they drop a doctor in? Uh, maybe so he can heal wounds and stuff. But then as the movie goes on, you figure out who he actually is. And you're like, Oh, that's fucking cool. That's as a nice little twist in the movie. Um, yeah. I didn't love Lawrence Fishburne in this actually. Uh, I thought yeah. the idea of him was cool. Like when I first watched it, but on a rewatch, I, I don't know. It seems like a little ham-fisted. Like, I, I, didn't, yeah, it, I, don't think, I don't think he was cast great. Uh, I don't think his choice of being cast was good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that he worked out as good as some of the other people no. in this. Um, I mean, one I thing I will say, visually, this movie is fucking gorgeous. It's mm. absolutely gorgeous. The, the jungle. are amazing. Yeah, the, there's like, there's just like, red section of the movie that, that like when they when they escape it's all ashy and like crazy looking the jungle is crisp um and then the samurai battle oh, oh. my god is so um, yeah classic samurai battle in in the, like the tall grass the wind blowing it is fucking cool as shit um like i don't even know why that scene is in this movie i'm just glad that it's there <laughs> Uh, it's it's great. It just I don't know. Really I, I, I like this one overall. Although the one thing I will say, the the CGI effects are a little sketchy, and you can tell it's from like 2010. You know what I mean? For sure. But I like this one. I was probably more like similar to Predator Two, like a seven. I thought this was good. A lot of people don't like this movie, and I. I don't know why. Again, I understand it's not as good as the first one because nothing can be as good as the first one. No. 
So, but I don't know. What do you think of this one, Mike? I uh, watched it again on my on my uh, Predator Day. Uh, the only time I've ever seen this was in the theater in 2010. So it's been a while, and I remember like not liking it too much. But then when I um, watched it again, I I'm with you. I, I like it just as much as Predator Two. Um, I think the world building is awesome. I mean, it's not a Predator home world. They're just kind of dropped there. The whole like. I think the whole like world is basically like a predator hunting ground. Um, yeah. It's like a training planet in my eyes. At least that's what I got. From it? It. Oh, I remember. Yeah. And um, so like they're and it's, it's pretty cool because they, the, the, the questions that they don't answer make it even more intriguing. Like you never find out why they're dropped there or by who. Unless it's by the the predators like abducting them, but I'm not I'm not, I don't think they actually like explain it. Um, and then you know the ending is a little is pretty open ended, and you're like I was kind of like at the end of it I was like man they really should do a sequel for this I I, w- I would really really like that. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like Adrian Brody in it, but the whole point of having all these like guys in it these smaller guys is because they wanted to move away from the muscle bound fucking like ryan said in predator 2 you know it's these guys are just like normal fucking psychos they're they work more with their mind they're not like as terrifying looking so and adrian brody put some work into it i think i read that he put like 20 pounds of muscle on or something like something crazy he ripped at the end man yeah, he he's pretty fucking he's he's up there and he's such a piece of shit. Like all I these characters it. are pieces of shit. Yes. But you know, you're rooting for Adrian Brody and uh I forget her name. She was in New not, Mutant. It's, she's not Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh I mean everyone's good in it, everyone's great in it. Like Danny Trejo is awesome in it. That whole scene with the with the the bait and the trap is is awesome the samurai scene is so cool um and the the whole world itself the lore again is fucking awesome they they don't over explain it they don't shove it down your throat now there's like predator dogs running around and i was like okay lauren fishburne scene is a little odd um i i appreciate that scene in the movie i just don't think it worked with him um but uh, yeah, everyone everyone's great in it. I, it's I think it's a really good movie. I think I would also rank it up there with Predator Two, and I'd give it like a seven out of ten. It should probably it's probably underrated because I feel like a lot of people dislike this movie, at least from what I've seen online, and uh, it it sort of gets like shade thrown at it. I think both because of Topher Grace and Adrian Brody, but I think both of them are good in it. I don't know. Yeah, Topher Grace is okay in it. I, I I don't know. I'm not a huge Topher Grace fan. Um, <laughs> the legions of Topher Grace fans are going to be coming after you, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I just I get why his character is in it, but I don't know. I just I I'm not a big I'm not a, I'm not on a hashtag Grace guy. Hashtag bring back Topher. <laughs> Where's he been? All right. Um, does anyone want to talk about the Predator 
Or no, do no. I have to talk about that? All right. I'm going to talk about this. I got some things I need I'm to say. I'm actually just going to go and make myself a cup of tea and get Ziggy's dinner ready while you're doing this. All right. You do that, Shane. I'm going to... I'm going to do a little The Predator blast. First of all, the name, The Predator, uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, call it, like, Predator Remake or something. I don't know what you're going to call it. To, to label this thing The Predator is so annoying and so late 2000s, it's embarrassing. Like, I, I, I'm sick of movies doing this. It's so fucking shitty. The Predator. Fuck you. Um... Directed by Shane Black, uh, who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, and The Nice Guys. And I'm a big Iron Man 3 fan. Uh, a lot of people don't like that movie. I like it. I think it's enjoyable. Um, is it one of the best MCU movies? No, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, he's more known for his writing. He wrote all the Lethal Weapons. He wrote Monster Squad, Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero. I mean, he's got some solid written movies in this. Uh, the cast in here... You got Keegan-Michael Key, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Thomas Jane, Jake Busey, um, and a couple other people that are also in it. I forgot to write their names down. I mean, there's some things I like in this movie. Um, I like that the giant predator has a uh, grappling hook like Scorpion in Mortal Kombat that he uses once. Uh, that's about it. Let me see. What else? I mean, kind of the, the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie is basically starts off, there's a Predator ship being chased by another Predator ship. The first ship makes it to Earth, <clears throat> jettisons a whole bunch of shit off, and then uh, crash lands. <clears throat> and there's a, um, a sniper on a commando team down in Mexico that is like doing another hostage rescue mission, sort of similar to the one Dutch was on. And this um, this predator ship sort of fucks everything up, and it crash lands. Uh, he goes and inspects it, and the predator kills all of his um, all of his team, and he's somehow able to incapacitate it by picking up an alien device, putting it on his arm, and uh, knocking the predator out with it. Then uh, he goes on the run, and I guess the the military or whatever comes in, confiscates the predator body itself. And, um, then they pick up Olivia Munn, who has yet to be in a good movie, and is in, uh, she's in the park, and they say, Olivia Munn, you're coming with us. And she says, okay, and you're like, wait, what? Who the fuck is this? What the hell's going on? And so they just show up, and Jake Busey gives her the rundown that, uh, there's Predators, and we call them Predators, because that's the name of the movie, The Predator. Uh, which they've never done in the past. They never like the name of this species is the predator. But in this, I guess they decide that's what we're naming them. Um, and uh, yeah, they're studying the predator and the predator escapes and they go to chase it. And then they run into a bus full of, um, uh, I guess, crazy army guys that all have like various, I don't know, ticks or whatever. They all have something wrong with them. Uh, mentally for one reason or another and uh, they a bunch of nonsense happens and it whoa what the fuck was that Teens having a they, party yeah they get um uh, Jacob Trembley a little kid who is the lead actor's uh, son involved and uh, uh, I guess he's on the autistic spectrum 
and he's also a genius when it comes to operating predator devices, which is pretty lucky for them. So he can like read the predator's language and work all the devices that the guy stole off the predator in the beginning of the movie. And then uh, it turns out the predator is actually being hunted by a bigger predator. Oh, the uber pred. The super super predator, the awesome predator, and um, yeah, they have to. One, uh, the regular predator gets killed. The super predator is now chasing everybody, and there's again the dogs show up. They're, I guess they're the super predator's dogs, but I don't think they're the same dogs from the previous movie. At least they don't look the same. Maybe they're just, you know, like a difference between a Labrador and a bulldog. Maybe that's what's going on. It's just a slightly different dog. Um, so I don't know, uh, movie, it's so hard to keep track of this movie because it's so fucking, the pace is so unrelenting that you can't like keep track of where everyone is and what's going on. It's very confusing. And, uh, it ends up to this big, like, um, the government facing off against the team of lunatics, which they call themselves or the loonies or whatever. And the big predator, they're all fighting, and then the government teams up with the loonies, and then they're they're fighting against the predator, and then the predator kills everybody, and then there's only a couple people left, and they've got a one-on-one take down the predator, or two-on-one, whatever, however many people are left, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it turned out what that big predator was really after was the autistic kid, because he's the key to everything, and he is the next step in human evolution um and yeah that's um that's about the whole movie i it's it's very confusing and like honestly annoying to try to keep track of what's going on in this and i mean like one thing that is i don't know i guess it's just annoying to me is that everyone that has a neurodivergence in this their neurodivergence is a superpower Oh, you have Tourette's? Well, that's your superpower. It lets you distract the Predator so that you can get away. Oh, you're suicidal? Also a superpower. It lets you use your flesh as a projectile to take down a Predator ship. And of course, the ultimate superpower is being on the autistic spectrum. And that means that, like, you know, you're the key to the whole world. And I'm like, okay, I get it. If you want to do, like, one of those things, great. But do we have to have, like all of them, like everybody that's like, you know, a little, a little dopey is now like the most valuable killer on a team or something. I don't know. It just, and, and the way the characters talk with each other, everybody's annoying. There's no explanation as to why Olivia Munn could like backflip onto a fucking moving vehicle and like precision aim and kill and shoot things and do all these commando actions like there's no explanation that she has like a military background or is like trained like her father was a marine or anything like that she's just a fucking scientist and yet she's as effective as a killer as all of these trained commandos are like i don't i don't understand that at all um basically this movie is horrible garbage and at the end of the movie there, there's a scene where there's a pod. Like, this is sort of like the, uh, not after credits, but the last scene in the film. Now, and they're analyzing this pod that the pre- the original Predator had left for them, and they open it up, 
But I noticed on the outside of the pod, on my Blu-ray, I paused it, and I, like, looked in at this. And on the outside of the pod, there's there's English writing. It's not written in a Predator language. It's written in English. And the letters say P-0-0-0-3. Poo-3. Oh, and my I, God. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. But maybe the, the designers knew this movie was shit, and they wrote poo on it. Just to make sure we're aware that this is shit. And it it contains a new uh, Predator killing suit a la Iron Man uh, that is called the Predator Killer. And I'm so glad that this movie is never going to have a sequel and everyone hates it as they should because this is the biggest piece of shit. I gave it a fucking 2 out of 10. Uh, go fuck yourself, Shane Black. You made the worst Predator movie. Congratulations. And that includes all the Alien vs. Predators. Oh, let's not go there. Yeah. Please, not the AVP movies. This is worse, Shane. This is way worse. I know. I know it's worse. But, but I will say they did make one good decision. That, like, that last scene where, like, the, whatever, the pod opens up. They had filmed two alternate scenes. One was where the pod opens it up, up and it contains an adult newt from the Alien series. And the other alternate scene was it opens up and it contains Ripley from the Alien series. And I'm like, oh, thank fucking God they never did that. How would they even explain it? That would have been... They, they couldn't. They, there's no way they could have explained it. So, absolute garbage. I hate the movie. Don't watch it. Uh, and I will say, I liked that when I went on to Hulu to search for this movie, and I typed in, like, P-R-E to, you know, you know to get to Predator, like, it was, like, Predator, Prey, Predators, um, Predator 2, and then, like, a couple other things, and then <laughs> The Predator. <laughs> like, it didn't make it into the rest of the Predator movies on that search, and that made me happy. <laughs> so anyone else got thoughts on this the only thing I remember about this piece of shit is the fucking horrible dialogue and I oh my god I fucking hate Olivia Munn in anything she's in I think she's a she's terrible she's never actress. been in anything good and when, no and when she was on G4 mm. she was obnoxious um and when she looked at that predator and she goes, you beautiful motherfucker, I wanted to just kill <laughs> myself. So embarrassing. Same thing with the, yeah, and especially with the scene where they see all the motorcycles. They're like, let's get to the chopper. Oh. I was so fucking pissed off. Those are the only two scenes I remember in the movie because how mad I was. I, I will never watch this again. And I, I haven't. I've seen it once, and I refuse to watch it even for oh, this you episode. Motherfucker. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I could not do it. I was at work last night, and I was like, maybe I should make today's movie The Predator. And no, I just couldn't do it. Like, I, I don't remember what I scored this when I first watched it. I mean, maybe it was like a four or five. I don't know. No, it's fucking even worse. You know what pisses me off a lot, though? Like, there are actors in this that I genuinely like. I fucking love Thomas Jane. 
I actually like Sterling K. Brown. I think he's a great actor. But his character in this movie is so fucking annoying. Chewing gum the whole time. He's like the leader of this, like, science commando team or something. And, like, you know, he, like, finds, like, a cool item, a cool alien item. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker. And I'm like, what? That's not, like, what a scientist or a fucking... A, a commander of a team would say like it's just uh it's garbage writing i hated it i hated the whole fucking thing everybody talks like that and yeah I, I like keegan michael key too and while he's funny yeah me too i don't know that he's appropriate for a movie like this but ah uh, just garbage absolute garbage all right i'm done talking uh, who wants to talk about Prey? I mean, I could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. I've, you know. Okay. Well, uh, Prey goes back to the simplistic form of the first movie. It's something that at least I've wanted for a long time. It takes place in the early 1700s, and it has a spotlight on the Comanche tribe. Um, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this. Like I said, I have zero notes going into this, so I don't remember any names. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, the story takes place about in the Comanche tribe and this, um, teenage girl is trying to prove herself. She wants to, um, get away from the stereotypes that women I should just fucking stay at the village and cook and do this and that. She wants to be like a, like a hunter and she wants to provide for her tribe. So she goes out and she, she does these like tests that her brother um, wants her to do, because I think her brother is like the next in line to be chief. So he even says, he's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta do this test. You gotta prove yourself. And, uh, she wants to hunt this uh, this lion, so she has an idea about going into a tree and then trying to hunt the lion that way. In the process, she gets knocked out, and the brother comes back with the, the with like the lion uh, carcass. I think. I think it's like its head. Can't really remember. Yeah, it's like its head. And uh, so she gets all pissed off and everything because he kind of took credit for it and he becomes the next chief in line. Um, so then she decides to go out and, you know, go out on her own and do her own like test. So she she goes out and she ultimately she finds a, you know, predator and she makes that her test. She wants that to be her test to, to prove herself to the tribe. Um, there are. I, I watched the Comanche dub of this, so this is actually dubbed in the Comanche language, which was a little distracting at first because the actors are actually like speaking English in the movie. Um, so I, I, for some reason, I originally thought they were actually like speaking Comanche, and I was super stoked to watch that, but you know, obviously not. Um, there was only one scene so, that bothered me with that, and it was like when she was talking to her mom, and you could it, like you could tell yeah. it was like dubbed, you know. Yeah, yeah, 
And the, but after a while, the dub wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah, I think the the scene with her mom in the beginning too was a little uh, obvious for me. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I was thinking about going back to English, but I, I stuck with the Comanche, and I'm glad I did. Um, so yeah, so there there's a lot of cool things about this movie, even though it, it went back to a simpler form. Um, so like it's it's just basically her it's revolved around this girl trying to prove herself which i appreciated a lot so at times you know she's the one hunting the predator and she really wants to fucking kill this thing and to prove herself and the predator is not like some futuristic predator that we're all seeing he's got a lot of um like bare bones technology on him his his mask is just a predator skull like there's not it's it's not super futuristic looking they made him more uh like dated in a way which i found awesome um some of the cgi in it is a little rough like there's a scene with a snake and it just it doesn't look too good but all those things i can kind of forgive because this movie is really fucking awesome, I thought. Uh, there are a lot of great action scenes that are not cut to shit, like Marvel mm-hmm. films are. Like, there's a couple scenes where they more than one person is fighting the Predator, and it's not edited to shit. Like, it's actual choreography, which, my God. Um, the movie looks gorgeous, it takes place in you know obviously america but you know this this the scenes with like the 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 land and the the forest area it's just it's awesome there's a dog in it that you know he's such a good boy that he does everything that she asks and he's he's not like a um he's not like a crutch for her to like just save later in the movie you know he's like an actual character that actually helps her do things and hunt things and it's 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 really cool to see um it's hard to put into words but it's just it's i feel like this is just like a really special movie that brings me back to the first predator when it was just you know people against a predator that's all it is it's it's bare bones it's a comanche indian tribe and of of fucking alien predator (laughs) and it's 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 a really good movie, and I think it's probably the best Predator sequel. So I, I really su- highly suggest it. I think I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. There's some things that I, I really loved about it, especially in the, in the uh, ending, which I'm not going to spoil. But, man, I was so fucking fanboying out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with For you sure. pretty much 100%. I was at an 8 on this as well myself. Uh, I also watched the Comanche dub. Um, I will say one thing Hulu should have done. If you're just going to do a dub, that's fine. Make your own standalone subtitle track. Do not make us just put closed captioning on. Because, like, when when you're, like, reading the English at the bottom, I don't have a problem with that. But when it says, like, predator grunting noises in the background, I don't want to see that shit. You know what I mean? Like animal yeah. growling or like a, a cat, you know, <laughs> rustling in the leaves. Like, go th- do the actual work. Put a separate subtitle track on there if you're going to do it. 
you know, it's not a big deal. When you get the Blu-ray, they're going to have a real subtitle track, not some fucking uh, closed captioning that's put on there. Um, yeah. I, I was just looking at um, the IMDb for the film Prey, and it says, Sorry, Naru's dog and the constant companion had no previous movie experience and was adopted specifically for the movie only two months before shooting. His real name... His real name is Coco, or her real name is Coco, and she is a Carolina dog, a rare breed of wild dog that followed the first humans to cross the burning straft 16,500 years ago. Trachtenberg, Dan Trachtenberg, the director, wanted to cast a dog that would be period accurate, and Carolina dogs are direct descendants of those dogs. Amber Midthunder, Naru, called Coco a little bit of, of, of a hot mess, in a sweet way and said that obviously it all ended up fine because she was great and everybody loved that's her. fucking ridiculous i've had this goddamn dog for like five years and the only thing he's accomplished today is to put his asshole directly on my pillow which he's doing right now <laughs> good job buddy you did it i was yeah and i was i was all surprised how gory oh, so this gory. movie was like it was so gory and I was I was very happy about that, especially like nowadays. You know, it's like a, a straight to Hulu movie. I wouldn't expect it to be this graphic, but it was it was it ticked all the boxes. For I, me. I can't believe I'm going to say this about a movie, but like this is probably one of the few instances that I wish a movie like this had a bigger budget and they could fix some of those sketchy oh, yeah. CGI she- scenes you talked about, Mike. But literally, that's it. You know, if they could have made the CGI animals, which, you know, obviously you need to do CGI in that case. If you're going to have the, yeah. the predator punching a bear, you know, you can't use a real bear. It's got to be. <laughs> I get it. Some dude in the costume is punching a bear. <laughs> this isn't Leslie Nielsen in Day of the Animals tackling a bear shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what, actually, that reminds me, for some reason, and there was an advert in the UK for... I think it was um, a, a fruit, a fr- throat lozenge called Fisherman's Friends, and there is a bear, um, basically trying to catch fish next to a fisherman, and they have a grapple over the same fish, and it's like the bear starts pulling out all these fucking karate moves and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and then the fisherman just walks up to him and just kicks him square in the bollocks. <laughs> And it's one of the funniest fucking adverts I've ever seen. I love it. Um, but yeah, for some reason, that bear fight with the Predator and him just reminded yeah. me of that. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I really, really like this movie. So, like, I would have loved to seen this on a big screen with, you know, some slightly better CGI effects. And I think it would have been. And if while we're making my fantasy movie, uh, also film it in Comanche. Like, just the whole thing, yeah. put it in subtitles. And for people that don't want to read, I don't know, maybe you learn to read and go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my opinion. It was great, though. Absolutely great. I loved it. I could tell how good it was because yeah. Elisa fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Can I tell you my favorite part about this? She's going to be so mad. She's like, ugh, why... Is it always like a woman that has to take down the predator? She's like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, babe, 
why are you so sexist? She goes, no, I just, <laughs> she's like, why is it though that the woman does it? And I'm like, because that's, that's her skill is the predator doesn't see her as something that, you know, is, 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 uh, a challenge to him or whatever. So he won't attack her. And she uses that to her advantage because she's hunting the predator. I'm like, that's like the best fucking part. It's so good. It's just, I mean, there are things I want to talk about in the movie, but obviously I can't because I don't want to, don't want to talk about spoilers I mean, or anything. I mean, we're far enough along. If somebody's two hours into this fucking podcast, they can hear a spoiler. Listen, Prey is awesome. Go watch it. It's on Hulu. If, if you don't yeah. have Hulu, I don't know, steal it then. What, what do you want me to tell you? But it's yeah, it is it's the second best predator movie, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to get the spoilers? Let's do it. If you you haven't seen Prey, don't listen to the next for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, I love right spoiler alert. I love how she fucks him up. She fucks up that bread. It's fucking awesome. I was watching it and I was just seeing her pulling all these moves and I was just like, oh my God, she's really fucking him over. And then she pulls that final fucking move involving his his, his mask. I was like, oh my fucking God. Uh, yeah, that whole final fight, I think they were, it was perfect because everything was set up earlier in the movie. You know, oh, she she sets yeah. the traps. She knows how, th- she figured out how this thing works. She's got her reloading at, her reloading uh, hatchet, whatever it is. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, it was fucking off. Yeah. You know, she figures out how the Predator's mask works with his fucking shooting thing. She knows about the, the goo swamp and being stuck in it. Like, all this stuff was all set up before. And, like... It's one of those things that I didn't realize it was all coming because they didn't like sort of show her setting everything up. They show her like getting ready, but they don't show the whole thing. And when they had that one little sequence of, um, you know, her like healing wounds and using like the herbs that she's gathered or whatever. And they contrast that Mm. with the predator opening his healing kit and him doing his own medicine. I'm like, oh, it's so fucking cool. The side by side back and forth. I, I thought that the um, the ending was near perfect. And one thing I'll, I want to say, too, uh, that sort of goes along in the entirety of the movie. If you, if you look at behind-the-scenes pictures and everything, there's a fucking guy in a gigantic rubber suit dressed as a predator. It's not all CGI. It's literally a person in a suit. So when you have the scenes where yeah. she's up close and fighting the predator, it's literally her... And a guy dressed as a predator, not a cartoon she's fighting. And that makes it feel so much more real. I mean, there's they're CGI. You know, he's hopping around the trees and all that shit, obviously. But yeah. um, but they used practical effects when they could. And I think that's all you can ask for in an action movie nowadays. And let's face it, I personally think that Sorry, the dog, was easily the best fucking co-star in the entire also, film. the dog doesn't die. Who else was, <laughs> who else yeah. was worried about that? Oh my god. Fuck. I was really worried. I was actually, I will admit, I was really worried um, at one point. 
because it was the bit when she was running toward when Sari was running towards the Pred. I thought, no, he's going to fucking kill her. He's going to kill her, which is going to cause um, Naru to go fucking right. postal. But no, it was it didn't. She fucking Naru twatted him. No, it wasn't her, was it? It was the brother. He fucking twatted her, twatted him, and that was it. Saved the day. But I just love that scene where she completely fucks uh, him the up. The brother, the brother was thought, good too. Uh, he, yeah, he, he was also good. has an awesome name, Dakota Beavers. That's a fucking name, my friend. Holy shit. Um, hey, that's right up there with yes, Tim Wolfhard. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and from what I understand, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, people have been saying that this guy, the guy that played the brother, was like like working at like a, uh, a clothing store. Like that's what he did before he was in Prey. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Now he's gonna be like a fucking superstar. I hope anyway. He he right, was good. I've had, right, I've just had for right, completely off topic of prey quickly. I've just had something pop up in my Google Chrome notifications. Um, a YouTube user, Mister H Reviews, it's just, it's just I've just got a video pop up saying Clive Barker Hellraiser reboot rated R for strong gore. Yeah, and I violence. heard about that earlier this week. Yeah, that's the first I've seen I mean, it. Well, so what, what else did it. you watch, Shane? Did you think they're going to make a PG Hellraiser? Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. Um, I got So if we're talking about spoilers, bro, that gun in the <laughs> end there got me yes. fucking hard. Hard as a fucking rock. I didn't put two and two together until she looked down at that gun and it had the same date that Danny. Gl Man, holy! The only fuck. problem I had with that she's was I'm like, okay, well, something's gonna happen to show how the predators get a hold of that gun. Yeah. Well, it's funny you well, should I know say what happens, that, but, I, but my, I'm saying that yeah, was my only problem when they showed it at that point in the movie, and I'm like, okay, that means that at some point they're gonna show the predators coming back and taking this gun. Yeah, right. And I know that the comics they're not canon. Like yeah. in this and cuz the the director said that he's not going to do something with the, the comics or anything, but like yeah, from what I hear Listen, it's not canon. The comics canon are definitely not movie, canon so. anyway because if you read the Predator comics, like the first one is a direct sequel to Predator where like Dutch is running around like telling people and how to get them to hunt the predators and he's throughout like half the comics and you haven't seen dutch since the fucking first one so you toss those predator comics out they don't match anything okay good i mean they're not bad they're uh, okay um, comics, um, but you know man when she was coming back with that fucking predator head man <laughs> dude how oh. big was that fucking thing <laughs> jesus christ that was fucking brilliant yeah, the Predator in this one, played by Dane D. Liegro, uh, he played the Dane Predator, was six yeah, foot Dane nine. Yeah, yeah, Dane, he was six foot nine, um, which is five and a half inches shorter than Kevin Peter Hall, who played the original Predator, and he was seven foot two and a half. And do you know what's really funny? My mum's my old next-door neighbour... He was seven foot two, and when I first saw him when I was a little kid, I thought he was a giant, and I was fucking terrified of him because he looked like Herman yeah. Munster. 
Yeah, my yeah. buddy's dad is six foot eight. Oh, one of my best that. friends is six foot six foot six. That's ridiculous. What's that? Uh-oh. I, I was supposed to buy a vinyl an hour ago, uh, and it's over, Mike. I think it's going to be so, sold out. And can we also all agree that uh, having the bad guys as the French is perfectly fine? Yeah, that was always cool with that. Uh, who are the yeah, who that are the was bad. bad ass. Movie, the French, Those... of course. Have to yeah. be the French. <laughs> I don't know. French were fucking savages. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And what was funny in the um, in the Comanche dub? I don't know if they showed this in the English dub. Did they? Did they subtitle the French in in the uh, regular version? Uh, yeah, they have. Okay, them in so they didn't have that in Comanche. Like it was just literally nothing. They're just speaking French, and it says below speaking French. So like so like like <laughs> the character, you have no idea what they're saying. Uh even even though oh no no, they put it in French subtitles, that's what they did. And even though I took four years of French in high school, I, I could still I could catch like one word. I'm like, aha, I know that word. <laughs> but I, I liked that they didn't, you know, show that. Like you're like, okay, yeah, she doesn't understand what they're saying, so you don't understand yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. But I'll I'll give Prey a nine out of ten personally because I just thought it was Whoa. fucking awesome. I loved it. Yeah, that was great, absolutely great. So that about covers it, fellas. Yes. Any uh, last thoughts? I mean, I know we don't want to talk about the AVP movies, but I will just say that um, they suck. They're bet they're better than the Predator, but they're also garbage. Yeah, well, they're better than the Predator, but as my quote for Resident Evil series state, they fucking suck. Yeah, they're not good. I did watch AVP Requiem. Uh, Why? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was fucking there. Hulu's got me. I was like, alright, let's let's see what's going on. Why, and it was Ryan? just, it was... You know, it was you here's know. my problem with that movie. I would give that movie a whole extra two points if it wasn't pitch black. Yeah, that's if I could actually point, see actually. what was going on on it. You can see jack shit in that movie. No, although and it was on purpose. I found out the directors purposefully made it that dark because they thought the previous one was too bright. Oh, okay. So this it's their own fault. I mean, you know. If I could see what was going on in the movie, maybe it would be better. Well, my favorite scene in the entire movie of ABP2 was the um, pregnant women in yep. the maternity ward. I thought that was hilarious. And my my late brother Lloyd turned around and said, I was sick in the head because I thought that scene was really funny. I also thought it was funny that in the very beginning of that movie, they killed off a kid. Yeah. like Like the first fucking scene. Yeah. When a, a face hugger gets out, latches himself right onto that little shit. You're yeah. like, all right, here we go. I wonder if he, if the, if the alien was like distinctly smaller than like a fully adult, fully grown adult kind of alien. Wait, to all oh, because it was from a child. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. No, that's a shame. 
I would have laughed even more if there was like a tiny little midget alien. This <laughs> is a little alien, yeah. like in uh, like in um, Alien Three. What's that one? No, 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 not Alien Three. The uh, the newer one, Alien, uh, the shitty one, Covenant. Oh, yeah, Covenant. Right oh, yeah. when, when instead of the chestburster coming out, it's a tiny little alien that like stretches its arms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those running around. You just punt it over a bridge or something like that, couldn't you? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right. I like that word. Oh, well, boys, I am fucking worn out. My voice is tired. I've taken another lozenge. I am drinking my cup of tea. I am going to order a KFC. Oh, KFC. Because oh I am God. fucking hungry and I am hankering for some chicken. Oh, that sounds so good. Well, I'm going to go downstairs and uh, eat a bunch of taquitos. That's fair. I'm actually going to have a look <laughs> online because apparently some trick-or-treat merchandise has dropped that I'm interested in. Excellent. All right, boys, let's wrap this up. I'm sweating and I'm tired and I'm hungry. So, Well, thanks for everybody for listening to our Predator nonsense and everything else we talked about today. Um... And if you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can reach us on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com or our Facebook group. All you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Instagram. All you need, Ryan. I will not answer your messages. I will forget about them. Um, you can also reach me on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. I will also not read messages. Yeah, I, I will forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you email me, I will definitely see those. I usually get back on those pretty quick. So, uh, or you could get a hold of me on the uh, upcominghorrormovies.com message board and the UHM fans Facebook group. I'm, I'm usually around. Shane? You can find me on Instagram, RoboGinge74. But please do me a favor. And if you follow me, don't send me a message asking me for financial help because you won't fucking get it. Which is what I got a little while ago. I got a DM off somebody on Instagram asking me for financial help because he, some guy was doing a project and he needed money. So I blocked him. Um, so, yeah, there's Instagram. Um, you can find me on the All You Need Is Blood podcast group because according to Facebook, I'm now the group ambassador. I have a badge, too, Oh, according to Facebook which I thought was interesting and new. Um, I am also on uh, Twitter, Dead Cell Society. You can find me on there. And that's about it. Mike? I do the Instagram. All you need is blood podcast. I am on the Facebook group and the forum. Send me messages. Uh, great. Send Mike messages. He will read them and reply. So will I. But don't ask me for financial aid because I'll tell you to fuck off. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, thanks for joining me. And I will just say bye for now. Laters. Bye. Oh. I smell so bad. <laughs> I just smelled myself. That was a good episode. That I enjoyed that one. Oh, that first half, I was fucking in tears. <laughs>
Uh, when you were talking at the beginning, Shane, I was like literally, I was starting to wheeze. I was laughing. So I, was, I had to take my head away from the microphone. <laughs> I could like hear myself wheezing into it. <laughs> yeah, but I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, we should do another one of these in six months. Yeah. <laughs> what, another Predator movie or another franchise movie? No, just another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>